Welcome to Yolitix, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. Hey there, welcome back to uh, Yolitix. This is a this is an interesting episode here, Wheeler. I, I, I like this one because it's a topic that we haven't talked about and a lot of parents really care about, I think. You, as a father of two girls, especially maybe. Yes, uh, and, and you've got little ones as well. Um, we're, we're talking about social media, um, and I guess on that note, um, I'm going to crack open what I'm drinking here. Uh, do, do you have something? You're at the office today. Are you allowed? I, I always have something. Come on, Wheeler. Always, <laughs> always keep a stash somewhere at the office. Is man. it in a flask, in your sock, or where do you keep that at the office exactly? I don't have to reveal all, all the secrets I have here, all right? Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about what it is. What are you drinking, man? Well, what what kind of fruit beer are you drinking? Oh, well, it's funny you say that. I am. Uh, it, but, but first of all, it is great to see you in in clothes. Uh, like, I, I, we're on a Zoom <laughs> oh, here. Oh, easy now, Hoss here. Well, no, I'm easy. saying, though, You're suggesting that you haven't seen me. In yeah, I'm, I'm suggesting I usually see you without clothes. Uh, no, but I, I know that you have to be fully clothed to be in there. And I, I know that's a big change because usually you're at home when we're doing these. Uh, so that's great to see. I'll, I'll, I'll do a cheers to that right now. I'm having a, a community beer, uh, honey citrus blonde. It was nice. I, I'm at that point where I'm cleaning out the refrigerator now um, because things have piled up in there. And so I'm getting down to the, the last of these before I, I go buy some things again. What do you have in there at the office how, that you had? Uh, how, how much? Yeah, how much alcohol do you consume, man? If you're having to clean out the fridge and and uh, empty it out, it takes that. That's what the thing. It takes a long time. This has been in there a very long time. It's probably past its best date here. Is that one Mrs. Wheeler bought, or is that one that you actually picked up? I think she bought this. <laughs> Even she's buying the citrus ones it's, now. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it's not a fruit beer. That, that's the reason. I'm actually having a uh, a crispy business. Ah, crispy, crispy business. business. Like Have you heard risky of this? Business. Ah, so you got it there. Yeah, like this that. is Crispy Business. It is a lager. Uh, it's from Real Ale Brewing Company from Central Texas from a place called Blanco or Blanco. Uh, Which one Texas, is it, uh, you know, It's supposed to be Blanco, but in Texas we say Blanco. I uh, know. That's why I bought this beer because of where it's from because I knew you'd correct me. So let's, uh, let's crack this open and get to it here, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we cracked it open on, on the, just the, the words social media uh, because it's almost like you need to take a swig when you think about social media. Uh, for all of its ills, it does have, you know, its good points as well. I'll try to think of some of those. <laughs> but uh, no, really, it's, uh, you know, it really is a way for, you know, people to get together, to communicate, to make money, to transact. Uh, um, but it is a real conundrum when you do have kids, um, yeah. you know, like at what age do you let them get a phone? At what age do you let them start having accounts? Uh, you know, we know that there's, you know, been predatory behavior in some cases on some of these platforms. Uh, and now, um, you know, the, the social media companies are once again in the crosshairs of uh, lawmakers here in Texas. It's, you know, we, we've done this a couple of times uh, here in this state where this state has taken on social media companies for different things, uh, but now they're really going at the heart of it and, and almost uh, threatening the social media's um, pipeline of people coming in. Well, let me ask you a question. You, you have college-age daughters. Uh, mm -hmm. You started in high school, I believe. Um, but did, <laughs> did, um, did you have a certain age when your daughters could get on social media and, and register for Facebook? Or, yeah, uh, our I'm not going to say MySpace because they're not, they're not that old. We were probably that weird family that, you know, our kids, like, kept on rattling our cages, asking, you know, come on, everybody else has a phone. Why can't I have a phone? You know, and 
you know, we put it off and put it off and put it off as long as we could. Our kids were like the last ones in their friend groups by far, like maybe a year after uh, who finally got phones. And even then they weren't allowed to have the accounts and we had to have the logins for the accounts. And I guess that's where that whole uh, notion of uh, the Finsta, the fake Instagram comes from, because kids realize that, oh, my parents are going to be logging into this. So let me just, you know, create another one. But we used to go through their accounts and all of that, and they weren't even able to have those until, you know, much later in the process. It's a scary thing as a parent when you start opening up that world because you know what's out there. Well, what was it like high school or when did they get it? When, when uh, did they get their yeah, well, It was probably close to ninth grade, I think it was. Yeah. And did you actually log in to see who they're talking to and their oh, messages yeah. and things like that? Yeah. Did you and they hated that? every second of that. Yes. Wow. Wow. Which I get. But I mean, it's, you know, you got to It's like you just don't know as a parent. And eventually you start to loosen the leash a little bit more and more as yeah. they grow up because you can't, you know, shield them forever. Yeah. And and so when, when I first heard about this topic today, I'm like, what? There is a state rep in uh, Denton County, the Frisco side of Denton County, mm-hmm. uh, named Jared Patterson. He's a Republican who represents uh, the Frisco area there. And he floated this on social media the other day on Twitter of all places and mm-hmm. said he's going to introduce a bill next session in January when lawmakers reconvene in Austin, and he wants this bill to ban minors from using social media. Mm. I first heard him like, this This is crazy. But then we were talking to one of our producers uh, with uh, Yolitics here, and he is a dad of two daughters and uh, said he kind of is open to the idea. Mm. Um, and that's why we kind of cracked it, cracked this idea open for Yolitics here. Are you open to the idea, I, you know, I think that there's going to be a lot of people who go, oh, good, that takes the pressure off me as a parent. Yeah. Good. Let somebody else be the bad guy and tell my kids that they can't be on this stuff. Uh, there are also plenty of people who say, you know, as hard as these things are to manage as a parent, that's my job as a parent. That's not yeah. the job of a, of a legislator uh, to, you know, tell my kids how they can express themselves and where and, you know, what kind of, you know, it gets into speech issues, you know, uh, free speech issues. Uh, and so it's this one's kind of contested, I think, you know, it, 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 there's probably a lot of relief out there, though. I'll tell you who's not relieved on hearing this. <laughs> I mentioned just a moment ago that pipeline of users, these social media companies. I mean, they're like any business. They've got to yeah. keep on creating demand and you go younger and younger and younger and you get them into that platform at the age of you know 15 or 14. And you know, maybe they're with you, you know, until they're in their 30s and they've got kids and they're too busy for you anymore. And by that time, they're focusing on the next generation. This is a serious threat for them. This is a big state and this could start something. When Representative Patterson introduced this uh, this idea on Twitter, um, it took off. It made national news. It even made news in Europe, too. I think the Daily Mail, that tabloid mm-hmm. over in uh, England, did mm-hmm. something on this, too. So people are talking about it. I'm not sure it's been done anywhere else in the U.S., but that's the reason we wanted to call up State Rep. Jared Patterson. We have him on the line here. Representative, how are you, man? Good to see you. I'm doing well. You doing okay? Doing well. Thanks for being on the podcast here. I've seen you on social media quite a bit, and we're talking about social media for this podcast here. We saw the headlines. Tell me how all this came about. You know, it started just with conversations with parents, uh, you know, of other kids at my kid's school and uh, some of our fears that we have as parents. And then it kind of morphed into conversations after the uh, the Uvalde tragedy 
just having conversations with school board members, with superintendents, with law enforcement officials about some of the major problems facing our youth. And uh, social media was always kind of up there at the top of the list in terms of, um, you know, things that our youth have to battle, you know, from a mental health perspective, from a bullying perspective. Uh, you know, no longer does a kid who gets bullied at school have safety after 3.30 p.m. It's constant. It's all day. It's all night. And, and, and it's very public uh, in that way as well. Representative Patterson, uh, social media, though, is so integrated into society, including uh, with young people. Uh, mm -hmm. I know we're early in the game here, but how much of a chance does this have uh, of, of passing in the legislature? Yeah, so I think Tom will tell on you know the passage of the bill. Ultimately, you know we're we're in the middle of these conversations, but here here's what I would say is that I view social media as the pre nineteen sixty four cigarette. You know, back in the day, everybody smoked. Everybody, uh, you know, they thought that it was healthy. It was marketed to kids. You had you know Joe Camel and cartoon characters marketing cigarettes. But but once the Surgeon General released a report stating how in fact dangerous cigarettes are, especially to young people. Uh, you know, the world change. I think that's what's going to happen with social media here. You look at the statistics of self-harm, of suicide that our young people are going through. You know, suicide amongst 10 to 14 year olds reduced from 2000 to 2007. But from 2007 to 2014, or I'm sorry, 2007 to 2017, it's tripled. And it's gone up since then. We have a crisis, a mental health crisis with our young people. And I believe that the artificial intelligence, the machine learned algorithms, even the child psychologists that these social media companies hire to target our kids, to hook our kids and to keep them on the product longer. I think that those things are very dangerous to our kids. And I think those are the conversations we need to be having in a very public way. And representative, kind of to Jason's point as well, it seems like this train's already on the tracks. There are a lot of kids who have social media accounts who might be younger. Um, Wheeler's kids are a little older. Yours and mine, I believe, are, are considerably younger and are not on social media yet. But how in the world do you get parents to take this from their hands if indeed something like this passes? Well, yeah, I mean, I think what we do is is we have the social media companies. Look, they know who who their audiences are. They the social media companies know more about you than you know about yourself. They know all of these things about us, and so I think what we have to do is not put the uh, the onerous burden on kids or on parents, but put it back on the social media companies to stop targeting our kids with these algorithms and to to, to offer up their platforms as a way to. Uh, to limit the visibility that kids have uh, on those platforms. The, the federal government has already done that in a certain way where you have to be 13 years or older uh, to be targeted by them. There's no reason why we couldn't raise that age limit here in the state of Texas. I want to ask you this because, uh, you know, these these social media companies, they need that next generation. They need that pipeline of users that's going to be coming online and and, you know, spending more and more time on on their platforms. Um, I know that you don't even have this bill in text yet. You haven't even written this thing out. I'm just curious, uh, is lobbying money already getting lined up or even being spent here to try to support this or oppose this? Well, you know, it's funny because there's been several um, issues that I've uh, worked on over the last few years, and I think I've made some lobbyists some money uh, by getting hired out to oppose my efforts. Uh, you know, it's one of the things that keep your cards close because, uh, you know, it doesn't give them as much time to organize and prepare. But look, I'm very passionate about this. I think that we need to have a very public discussion about the effects of social media uh, on young people. And I think that, um, you know, look, we have a hearing coming up in August. Uh, a joint hearing with the Homeland uh, Security and Public Safety Committee that I serve on, along with the Joint 
committee that we're serving with of youth health and, and safety. Uh, we, uh, the chairman has invited the social media companies to participate in this hearing. It's, it's about school safety and mental health and social media plays a role in that. We'll see if they show up. They don't have a good track record of showing up in the Texas legislature uh, whenever their number's called. Let's see if they show up in August and have that conversation. Let's continue it next session. Is this about bullying and mental health, or is this a direct result from what happened in Uvalde? I think it's a combination of, of all of the above, quite frankly. You know, the Wall Street Journal did um, a study on TikTok, for example, and they registered as a 13-year-old on TikTok. They were shown 569 videos about drug use, including cocaine and meth, promotional videos on the online sale of drugs. They showed teen users more than 100 videos from accounts recommending paid pornography sites and sex shops. There is a significant problem on these social media companies not regulating the content uh, that they are showing children, uh, which I believe violates Texas law and the obscenity laws that we have on the books in the state of Texas. I've been fighting those obscenity laws uh, with the sexually explicit books in schools, but education uh, has an exemption from that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, is there already a law in the book that, you, that, that the state could use to in, enforce against social media companies? Do, do you need to in, introduce something else? You know, I, I think that we're going to enter, end up introducing a host of bills here. You know, I don't think that this is going to be a one bill uh, scenario. But but what I'll say is that, you know, government always lags industry. Government can never keep up with industry. Government can never keep up with criminal. But I think that we've got to do whatever we can to address this situation. Um, the mental health of our young people is a crisis. You see that with self-harm. You see that with suicide. And I believe you see that with some of these mass shootings that we have. Again, I'm not saying it's a silver bullet that's going to solve these issues, but I think that it's a piece of the pie. What do you say, though, to people who say that this, uh, you know, essentially reduces the First Amendment rights uh, of these young people? You know, I think that's a great question. I think that's where we've got to figure out where that line is. You know, I always pull up the Second Amendment. You know, every American has a Second Amendment right. But, you know, we don't allow eight-year-olds to go out and buy handguns. You know, we, we don't allow eight-year-olds to vote in our elections. But you would say that everyone has the right to vote. So I think that we've got to figure out a way to craft laws that, number one, protect the rights of the individual because that's our number one priority. But our number two priority is to, is to protect the health and welfare of the residents of the state of Texas. And we've got to do that without infringing on the rights, but we've got to do that. And so we've got to figure out where that line is. I think that's part of the legislative sausage making that we'll go through next session. And I look forward to that conversation. One of our producers on the podcast here, uh, when I mentioned this idea, we were kind of batting it around before we gave you a call. Uh, he said, yeah, I, I love the idea. He has twin daughters who are, you know, uh, preteen and then a, a son who is a younger teenager. And he said that, that this is this is kind of the conversation that a lot of parents are having. I thought what was interesting is when you floated this idea, uh, you floated it on Twitter. You, I don't think you expected the explosion uh, of attention that it got. Yeah. But you had. Democrats and Republicans who are both kind of on board with this idea. Yeah, I think this is one of those unique issues where um, I don't think that there's necessarily going to be a right or left topic uh, or, or, or platform here. I think that we see this ever so often in the Texas House where, you know, maybe the far right and the far left get together, but everybody else is in the middle supporting something. Uh, Reggie Smith had a bill a couple of sessions ago about collecting DNA um, on you know certain uh, folks accused of committing the most heinous crimes, and that was another one of those issues where the far right, the far left, kind of came together opposing it, but everyone else in the middle supported the bill. I think that this is going to be the same uh, 
for discussion here because it's new. It's not something that everyone's really thought, you know, everyone pretty well has an opinion on guns and abortion because we've been debating it for decades. Yeah. Try to solve. This is a- okay. So you took on or you're taking on social media and you did it on social media. Absolutely. Uh, can you kind of typify the reaction that you've gotten on social media, because we know that reactions can be uh, pretty varied and, 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 and pretty wild uh, on social media. What have you been hearing from people either in comments or even in direct messages? And have you heard from any social media companies about this? I haven't talked to any of the social media companies yet. Uh, as you can imagine, they're quickly filling up our calendar to, to get with us. Um, but wait, wait, are, are, are they reaching out to you already? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've, we've already been contacted by one of them. I think I have a conversation with them, uh, Friday. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll be talking to them soon, but you know, I, here's the thing. Twitter's overly negative, but Twitter's always overly negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook's been a mixed bag. Um, I think that this is something that's so new that a lot of people just are thinking about it and talking about it. And I think that's a huge win in and of itself. I mean, getting parents to think through this and think what they would want to have for their kids and think, is this appropriate for kids? You know, as I mentioned, I mean, tobacco and other things that we've had over the years, um, the law has changed to better protect our kids over the years. And I think that this is something that we need to have that conversation in a very public way about, is this what's best for kids? Look, they have there's something called Facebook depression. I mean, they, they have, they have um, the, the National Library of Medicine has uh, de- conducted a research saying that prolonged use of Facebook can lead to depression, and other low self-esteem and other forms of, of mental health problems. And so they, the American Academy of Pediatrics coined this Facebook depression. Um, you know, I mentioned TikTok earlier, Twitter's the same. I mean, other forms of social media. There is a problem here. And the more that we talk about it in the public, the more that parents think through that, even if the bill doesn't end up passing, I think that's a good thing for all Texans. So who, who called you and wants to meet with you? Which company? The first meeting that we're going to meet with uh, is someone representing TikTok. Hmm. And, and you, do you expect, I guess, uh, Facebook, Instagram and the others to, to follow suit after this gets out? We'll see. You know, my experience has been that they... Um, hmm. My experience has been that I don't know that they uh, are too interested in dealing with us at the state level. Hmm. You chose your words uh, wisely there. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, so, uh, so you're waiting on uh, these contacts back. Um, and you're going forward with this. Are you trying to work on this? I, I, you, you've heard from Republicans and Democrats. You've gotten some pushback from some fellow Republicans. You've gotten some support from Democrats. Do you conceive that this is going to be something that will be bipartisan as you go forward from the very beginning here? Absolutely. And look, the dirty little secret in Austin is that almost everything that we pass is bipartisan. You know, I mean, we work across the aisle better than anyone. You know, I passed a bill last session uh, that safeguards our pets by by making sure that our pets aren't chained up with heavy chains without food and shelter. And that was a very broad appeal bill across both parties. And I'm looking to do that again here. Look, I'm as conservative. You all had to pass that a couple of times, though, before you finally made it into law. That's right. Yeah, we, we, we finally got it done. It was actually the very last bill that we passed on the very last special session back in October of last year. Yeah. But I'm curious, though, to Jason's point, have you had uh, parents from, you know, say, hey, I'm not sure if I want you guys, you know, messing with my my child. He, he or she might have uh, a number of followers and, and maybe making some money off that. Does this impede on, on parental rights? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Yeah, I have had some people say, look, you know, don't parent my child and all that. And and look, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, 
I'm the fifth most conservative member of the Texas House. I'm for limited government. But again, I would submit to you that parents don't stand a chance against these these algorithms, you know, artificial intelligence. They are getting better literally every single day. They are learning by patterns of how long you you land over a video, how long you look at a picture, what you like, what you dislike, what time of the day that you're using social media. They are constantly learning, constantly evolving, and we don't stand a chance against it. If we look at the trend lines, though, Representative Patterson, uh, the trend lines are coming at you and and just saying, we're just going to roll right over you. I mean, everything you hear about these days is the metaverse, uh, that we're going to take what we already have with social media and amp it up even further to where you basically live in a virtual world with a set of goggles on. Um, how do you combat this when, I mean, it's, it's, it's growing, it's only growing, it's only becoming more ubiquitous in society. How are you possibly going to turn this back? I know that you have the feeling that it's inevitable, not just that we're going to have like a metaverse, but it's inevitable that we're going to have some real pushback and some real restrictions put on this, if not here in Texas right now, eventually. No, look, I completely agree with you. Look, this is the way that the world is going. And I fully recognize that. I accept that. But I think that somebody's got to stand up and talk about these statistics that are incredibly alarming uh, when you look at this self-harm and suicide and, and the mental health of our young people. And so if, if it's me or if it's the Texas House or, you know, if it's a group of parents that wants to stand up and have that very public discussion, maybe it opens some eyes and maybe we affect change in that way. Um, you know, we don't always have to pass a law to affect change. I've, I've, I've proven that earlier this year on the sexually explicit book issue without even having to pass a bill through the Texas House. We've affected change in that way. And if we can do that here, even before we get to session, then I'm, I'm with that as well. What do you, our kids are about the same age, Jared. What are you going to tell your, your children when, when they say, hey, you know, so-and-so, uh, some of my friends have uh, you know, a Facebook account or a, a TikTok. I'd like to get one as well, too. What are you going to tell them? Well, you know, we've already had those conversations. My oldest is going to middle school next year, which is, you know, a little scary for us. We've been in this wonderful cocoon at a great elementary school in Frisco ISD. And so, uh, you know, we're a little bit concerned about that, but we've already crossed that bridge. You know, um, we, my wife and I made the decision long ago that our kids would probably be even more delayed on social media just because of some of the negative things that are said about their dad, uh, you know, out there in the world and uh, things that people do online. And so, We've had that discussion already, and I think that that's a healthy place for it to start um, is, you know, that discussion between parents. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that we've got to have a bigger, broader discussion about the mental health of our kids. And, you know, when you see numbers like what I'm seeing and you see things continue to happen and you see kids growing up with an inability to cope uh, with things, um, I think that that's a problem. And I think that if we can have this discussion on a statewide level in a very public forum, that it's going to open some eyes. You know, this summer, we've heard a lot about school violence. We've heard a lot about guns. We've heard a lot about property taxes and electricity rates and electricity reliability. There are going to be people out there who say, Representative, aren't there bigger problems to solve in Texas than social media? You know, that's a great point. And I would say that our children are our most valuable resource in this state. So anything that we can do to protect our kids, again, without violating rights, we ought to be looking at. But I would also say that you can chew gum at the same time. I, I believe property tax relief is going to be the number one issue heading into the next session. Certainly school safety, uh, transportation items, you know, the over-sexualization of our kids. There's going to be a lot of things that are on the docket next session. And I think that this is just going to be part of that discussion. Back to the 
banning social media. Have any other states done something like this? We haven't found any other states that have, have gone this far yet, but you know we have seen other bills uh, uh, in California and in, in Minnesota. Uh, I hate to, I always hate to to pick on Minnesota. You know, the only state that didn't go for Reagan, but uh, um, but you know they they had a pretty good bill that that you know would force social media companies not to target kids with their algorithms. And you know we may follow that same exact bill here in Texas. You know, again, I don't think that there's just going to be one bill on the subject. I do wonder, though, even if you can get this thing through, uh, even if you get it through with Democratic and Republican support, how many attorneys are you going to make rich with this? You, you, uh, surely by now, you know, when you're crafting a bill, which one is going to be the one that is going to get challenged in courts and, and you know, pile up those legal fees. This yeah, probably is going to be one of those, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, look, but I never approach legislation, you know, being worried about you know, getting sued or, or, you know, the lawsuits that are coming after it. I, I just try to do what I think is right, whether the Republicans like it or the Democrats like it or nobody likes it. That's kind of what I've done my entire career so far. Have you lost any uh, street cred among your GOP colleagues with some Democratic support on this idea? You know, I, I don't think so. Again, you know, we've got a pretty bipartisan group in Austin. We go to our corners, certainly, and, and duke it out when we have to. But, you know, over 99 percent of the bills that we pass in Texas House are bipartisan in nature. And, you know, there's a number of conservative Democrats. There's certainly a number of pretty far left liberal Democrats. And there's all shades of Republicans out there as well. I think it's more about us just trying to figure out everyone representing their individual districts and doing what they think is best for the people that they represent. We're not Congress. You know, we don't go to our separate corners and try to make the other guys look bad all the time. We're legitimately, I think, almost all of us in the Texas House, led by Speaker Phelan, are really trying to figure out what is best for Texas and what can we do to better the Texas that we know and love. And I think that regardless of your party, I think that that's what we're all trying to do down in Austin. I think we have seen some of that bipartisanship uh, here in Texas uh, over the years. I would say, though, that in the last legislative session, it did appear to be much more divisive than what we've seen in the past. There seemed to be much more of attack uh, to the right there uh, in, in Austin. I'm curious, do you expect that to happen again this time? Uh, or do you think that we're going to go back to sort of that that norm where it is a little bit more bipartisan? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it ebbs and flows based on uh, you know, what's going on in society. And I think, you know, look, we had the most conservative session in the history of the state of Texas, passed a number of, of bills that conservatives had worked on for decades. Uh, we got them to the House floor, got a vote on them, many of them for the first time ever, got them passed and signed into law. But I think that there's always issues that we can come together on. I think property tax relief is going to be a big issue that is going to be a main focus next session. And that's we always that hear that. Us. We always hear about property taxes going into these things. And yeah. then it just seems like it sort of peters out. Well, 2019, you know, we had the most significant reform in the history of the state in 2019 on property taxes. And I think when you see what what we did last session on um, curtailing state spending, capping it at population inflation, even despite how high inflation is, we have we have put the handcuffs on as a state on our spending. We've capped our spending. All of that excess revenue coming in because of the strength of our economy has got to go somewhere. And there's no better place for that to go than to return it to the people through further compressing the M&O property tax rate of the school district level. And I think that that's what you'll see next session. I think that's going to be the big major push. We've got to get property taxes under control. Everybody understands that. And so I think that's something that's going to be a big push. We didn't do it last session because, as you recall, coming out of COVID, we thought we would have a major budget deficit. 
So I think that's back on, on the table next session under Speaker Phelan's leadership. I think we'll get it done. There is no bigger topic than property taxes that I like discussing. So I, we're going to call you back on that one. But but before we let you go, you've said a couple times in the conversation here with us that there would be a host of bills potentially on uh, you know banning social media to minors. I'm going to go down that road. I'm going to bite on this. What what else do you have in mind? What would be in the host of bills? Well, you know, one of them that I mentioned is you know the Minnesota bill, which which limits uh, the social media companies algorithms targeting children, you know, okay, maybe a 16 year old gets to stay on social media, but maybe the, you know, the social media company can't target them with these algorithms that take them down this rabbit hole about, you know, anorexia or self-harm or suicide or, you know, bad thoughts. Maybe they can't target them with those algorithms. Maybe that's one of the bills that comes out of this. Uh, Maybe we uh, further enforce standards of, you know, if you sign up on social media and you're a 14 year old, that sexually explicit content or drug content or some of those things aren't shared with you. I'm willing to look at at all the above. I think that we're right now in the middle of researching bills that have been filed in other states and, and what's happened. Uh, with those bills, I have a call set up uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks with the legislative state that filed a bill like this, and so I'm looking forward to talking to, excuse me, talking to them and and getting more information about it. You know, that's the beauty of our system about being in session every other year for for five months is that we get to spend this entire off season learning and preparing for that next legislative session, and that's what we're doing right now. So a lot of ideas uh, percolating uh, with regard to this topic, and and we should see some text here uh, in the months ahead. Um, Jason asked you if you've lost any street cred with any uh, fellow legislators here because this is so bipartisan, uh, in your words. Uh, I'm curious, have you lost any followers uh, after you, you put this out there? And if so, do you care? Well, uh, I, I really don't care, uh, to be honest with you. There's so many bots and so many folks from other states. My followers on Twitter, I believe, have gone up a little bit, but um, you know, I blocked a number of Canadians that uh, came pretty hardcore at me. So I don't really care. Wait, Canadians, Cana- Canadians came at you? Hmm. Oh yeah, man, they're hardcore. Well, you know what? They love Wheeler, so tell them that you you're friends with Wheeler and you're on a podcast with them, and they'll That's back right. off on your problem. Hey, we do have we do have listeners in Canada. That surprises me that you're getting more people from Canada who are you know sort of giving it to you about free speech uh, on on social media than you're getting from Americans. It, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know the ratio there, but it just struck me as funny when uh, this kind of blew up as an international discussion. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Representative, we, we appreciate the time. This is certainly something we're going to be following. And, and hey, we're going to call you back about property taxes. I, yes. I, I cannot wait to hear with a, uh, a surplus of $26.9 billion that mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Hager, the state comptroller, said that lawmakers will have. I can't wait yeah. to hear how much my property taxes will be going down because of that. So we'll, we'll right. call you back on that. But thanks so much for taking our call. Man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Representative. So I'm curious to see how this thing is going to play out. Um, What was interesting, he said, is that he has had some Democrats who like the idea. He had Republicans who are colleagues of his who pushed back at first and then they kind of uh, warmed to it. I think if he goes at it, though, um, where it's not impacting parental rights and he's trying to police the social media companies, he's likely going to have more support, at least in the legislature. Yeah, you know who who really, really is going to like this though, and 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 I touched on this. The attorneys, attorneys are going to love this. Uh, there's probably right. a lot of attorneys out there right now listening, going, "Wow, that here come my billable hours. This will be fought uh, in in the courts uh, again." You know, there's there's going to be 
the issue of, you know, free speech in there, it will be highlighted. You know, that really stood out to me, too. The Canadians, the Canadians are the ones who are getting upset about this. That's who he's hearing from. I would have thought, you know, just because of the, you know, the bedrock here in, in the United States, you know, with the uh, First Amendment, uh, free speech and free expression, et cetera, that it would be Americans uh, who would have just been inundating him. It's the Canadians. Why do they care? I mean, come on. This, this is Texas. Texas couldn't be farther south from Canada. I mean, mm. it's not going to impact them. I'm curious as to what brought that about, though. Very interesting little tidbit from him there. I don't know. It's, it's one we're going to watch, too. Uh, did you finish that beer, man? I have not yet. I, I take my time. I take my time <laughs> until the beer gets warm, and then I stop. It's been like 40 minutes, man. Come on. Why don't you shoot the thing? <laughs> F- finish it off there, Wheeler. I'm nursing it. <laughs> what you do well. Uh, hey, hey, we, we always appreciate you listening to. I hope you got something out of this one. This is a, certainly an issue and a bill when it is filed that we are going to watch uh, next legislative session. It will likely be one. It's already generating headlines and will likely be one that uh, people will be talking about for months to come. So yeah, and, we'll be and, watching it. And if you're allowed to be on social media, we are yeah. at Yolitics, by the way. I am at Jason Wheeler TV and you're at something. I'm always adding you, but I can't remember what your handle is. Come on, man. What are you? That Yolitics guy. <laughs> no, it's it's at Jason Whiteley. And before we let you go, let me ask you about one of your social media posts. I meant to bring this up earlier. Oh, gosh. You, I presume you were on vacation, but you, you showed the top of a car, uh, yeah. like where the windshield wipers rest on a car. Ah, yes, and okay. It, it, it had uh, trees growing out of that or grass growing out of it. Yes. And you said you wanted to get to a spot where you drive so little that you would have vegetation growing out of your windshield. Yes. Was it, that your car or what someone else's? phenomenal else's, life that must be. Gosh, no, that was not my car. First of all, it strikes fear in my heart anytime you know we're on and you say, let me ask you while we're on here about one of your social <laughs> media posts because you, you, they just all start running through your head and you're like, which one could I be on trial right. for here? And which one might I be found guilty for? Uh, no, this was, I, I, recently I was in New Mexico and I saw this, you know, I was in the mountains of New Mexico. They're beautiful, a bunch of pine trees, et cetera. And I walked past this car and it's got little tiny trees growing in the, you know, the crevice there where the, where the trunk meets the, the back window. And I mean, there were like 10 of them growing in there in a row. And I just thought, oh, that's interesting. And, and then I thought, Wow, who drives so little and their car just sits here long enough to where this just starts to develop? And wow, what a great life. I want that life. There I was in the middle of vacation, you know, stripping the layers of varnish off and feeling like a human being again. And I just couldn't help but think, this could be me all the time. Like I could, my car could be parked. I could just, you know, get to the things I need quickly and trees could grow out of my car. This would be great. You should do it, man. Just take off. Yeah, let me let me see if I can uh, make that happen. I'm pretty sure that my employer and my family and like no one would allow that to go forward. Your accountant, your attorney, your driver. I, I mean, I'm just the vessel, your hairdresser. Here, man. Everybody else is really navigating this thing. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not navigating this. Well, join us next week for another episode into Wheeler's social media posts. And I feel like we'll I should be about- laying on a couch right now. I feel, I feel like this is therapy now. <laughs> We're actually putting our, our viewers onto a couch now, too, probably, with uh, where this conversation's going. But, but th- thanks so much for listening, as always. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, y'all.